Welcome back, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast. This is episode 51. Colin Appel, Miles Ruka here. We are your co-host. Chargers drop a crucial, crucial loss to the Chiefs, 30-27. Man, it doesn't get any just for some reason this season can't can't seem to take a turn for for the better, but how you feeling and how you doing after last night's L? Rough, man. That sucked. Like, I think right before we got on, I told Colin, I was like, I haven't had a loss hurt like that in a while. Um, especially against the fucking Chiefs, dude. I I just absolutely hate that team. I hate everyone on that team. I hate family members of people on that team. I when you live in central Nebraska, you just you get a bunch of just Chiefs dick riders who don't even know who the hell Alex Smith or Matt Castle is and God, dude, it sucks, man. Like my, I, I was like, I had to take like time off social media last night because I knew my phone was gonna be blowing up. Uh, sure enough, I got that, that Chargers, what happened? Video sent to me seven times now. Um, and it, it doesn't <laughs> get any easier watching it. Brutal. So that sucked. Man. Absolutely brutal. That sucked. So it is what it is, though. On to the next one, I guess. Yeah, man. Just there's no easy way to to take that loss. I mean, look, still sitting at five and five, still a lot of football left. I even think after the the San Francisco game, we talked and, you know, we said, Hey, even if they lose to the chiefs, because the way for them to go 10 and, and seven, I believe, uh, was basically you have two more losses. Well, now you're down to what? One more loss. Well, two more. Oh no, you still have two more losses after this. So really, I mean, you would have loved to have taken at least one out of the, these last two. These last two primetime games, San Francisco, Kansas City, you would have loved to at least split that. Um, and they had the chance to win both games. They were in both games, couldn't get the job done. And, you know, here they are at 5-5 five and five in a pretty loaded AFC. I think most years at this point in the season – I could get, I could, I'd definitely be on board with five and five. I think most people would, unless you're a fan of like the Chiefs or, you know, someone just like the Bills, a team that's crushing it. So, uh, look, it's, it's definitely still attainable. I, I believe the odds from ESPN, or I don't know who, who had the playoff percentages, but going into the game last night, they had a 48% chance of making it. And after the loss, it dropped to 42%. So they still have really important football ahead of them. And I guess if there's one silver lining to take away from from this game, it's that we don't have to worry about this team for the rest of the year. And that's kind of a monkey off your back, even though they sweep the season series. Um, But, you know, that's one way to spin it. There are a ton of other ways to spin it, and we can definitely – get into all of those uh real quick though before we we really dive into it uh what you drinking water i <laughs> have no desire to drink any alcohol right now i'm just drinking water my throat's a little sore uh, probably from screaming at the tv last night uh so i'm just i'm just drinking i'm just drinking water and how about you that's so funny i think this might be a first i think we're both drinking water 
on our podcast, which is doesn't it doesn't happen very often. So bookmark it because it's usually just one of us. But as you can kind of tell, I'm starting to get hit with a cold and got the sniffles, runny nose. So I'm just trying to drink a lot of fluids and stay up on all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I am drinking water myself. So. Yeah, you got you got you're getting, you're being hit with the cold. I'm just hit with depression after last night. So, um, there you go. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Yeah, last night definitely does not help. No, nah, I could have. I mean, I could have went downstairs and cracked. I haven't even. All all my classes got canceled today. I've I haven't even left my house today. Oh, nice. Not that I'm taking the loss that hard. I just haven't had a reason to. But shit, man, that sucked. But we can get into it. We'll talk about it. Then yeah. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and start. I want to start with the offense. Um, I, like I think this has been my problem with the offense all along. And you can look at a box score after the fact and be like, "Hey, they put up twenty-seven points." You know, that's that's a pretty good offensive day in the league. You know, that's that would be in the top, upper echelon of uh, high-scoring offenses in this league. I think. I don't know who leads it or what those stats are, but um, 27 is pretty good, right? And it doesn't tell the full story, obviously. I mean, you look at how this team was moving the ball in the first half, um, the consistent drives they put together. It was the most complete half of football we've seen so far this year, and it really had me wanting to believe that they were going to be able to put a full game together coming out in the second half. And obviously they were not um, offense stalled pretty much the entire second half. I mean, they did, they did score one touchdown in the second half, I believe Uh, the Josh Palmer catch in the end zone. So um, it's just not good enough, man. When you have, when you put up 20 in the first half and and things are clicking uh, to see that offense come back out in the second half and just look, lost like that's what drives me crazy about our offense about joe lombardi um it's just it's like man you you talk about wanting to be aggressive media and 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 the pressers you know he's always talking about wanting to be more aggressive dude why are you taking your foot off the gas every fucking second half it it, they play this weird pattern of football and it, it really it's amazing that it's kind of like stood the test of time throughout the different coaching regimes that have been here. I mean, they play this brand of football that's come out hot, get up to a lead, you know, second half comes around, you take your foot off the gas, you let them creep back in it, and then you play, you finally play with a sense of urgency, score when you absolutely have to and need to, and find a way to somehow lose the game at the end, whether it's a big time turnover or just whatever, you know, it, it seems like that's kind of the, like the course of a a Chargers football game. It's up and down, uh, roller coaster ride and there's just no consistency. And that's, that's my biggest takeaway from, from the offense. Obviously, you know, we can get into some individual performances because I was impressed with a few individuals on offense. So I think it's, uh, you know, right to, to give them their flowers, but overall, man, just 
another frustrating game by the offense. And, you know, my thing with Lombardi kind of this whole time is, and, and we talked about this, like, he's not good, but it doesn't mean he's terrible. I think he can still score points, be competitive, hang around, like, be in games. Um, but at the end of the at the end of the day, I think you have to ask yourself the question of, is this the guy that is really going to get all the untapped potential out of Justin Herbert? Because I just don't think it is. And I think we've ha- we've seen a big enough sample size so far between last year and this year that it, it just isn't it. It's not, it's not, not a good fit. Um, and honestly, like I think it's hurting Herbert's progression a little bit. So, um, yeah. Any, any thoughts? I'll let you. Yeah. No, I go really on. with you saying, take your foot off the gas is really just the biggest thing. You know, I think we get, we get comfortable on almost. And it's like, we see, we've seen the same shit before where, <laughs> man, I almost missed when we were getting down 14 in games. Cause like, then we had, then we would play with a sense of urgency. We would go out there, you know, maybe get away from the run game a little bit and just let Herbie do his thing. But when, when we get up, it's like something changes and then mental mistakes start happening. And, you know, even just little things like, you know, O-line starts to break. I think last night was last night might've been the worst offensive line performance that I've seen this season. Like, geez, Zion, Zion Johnson had his worst game of his NFL career last night. Um, and that's against, I mean, Chris Jones obviously is a great player, but, Dude, we made other dudes like Mike Dana look like an all-pro last night. Like, I don't know. It was just like when the game stands tall and we're in an urgent situation where, like, we need a score in crunch time in the fourth quarter. You know, I'm not not putting a loss on our offense last night. Obviously, second-half offense didn't help, but offense put the defense in the position to win the game last night. And we'll we'll go into the defense later, and that didn't happen. And – but offensively, I mean, dude, like the first drive in San Fran last week, I was so impressed. First drive last night was so impressive. You know, we started off both of our primetime games with deep shots uh, from Justin Herbert to DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer now. And then, I don't know, something just – it just stalls. And we just don't take advantage of opportunities that we're given. You know, we had that – where I can't remember where we were in the game. I think it was the very end of the first half where we had to settle for a field goal, but we had – not, I don't think it was quite goal to goal, but like the first down was at like the two or something. And yeah, you know, and then they ran the fucking stupid ass pitch. Yes, that's what it was. Like, it's just like our situational offense is just so fucking bad. And I don't, I, I don't get yeah. it. Like, we play so much better when we're either down 14 or it's a zero zero game and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, where's this play calling in urgent times when we really need to score? Like, let's, run the fucking score up if we want to like it's not like the chiefs defense is anything to write home about so yeah we we could if we wanted to but we just we don't and it makes me mad it's such a momentum changer too like i think athletes uh can sense that you know like defenses can sense when offenses kind of take their foot off the gas and don't fully you know step on the neck and, and go for the kill shot uh, it gives them life. They can sense that, you know. I think what makes defenses worried and, and kind of get back on their heels a little bit is when you're 
imposing your will, having your way on offense, and and you just keep going. You just keep taking shots. You're running, like, tiring them out. Um, you know, that it's – especially with the state of, of our defense right now and, and just almost having very little to no depth in, in most places, it, it means there's going to be less uh, substitutions, right? There's going to be less rotational guys, which means – they're going to get tired a lot quicker. And I think we've seen that over the last couple of weeks, you know, towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter, we've seen this defense kind of just lay down. And I think it's like, I haven't seen too much about it or talked about, but I think it's fair to at least mention that, you know, it's, it's tough to expect the most out of your defense when they're just absolutely gassed at the end of a game especially against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you know, it's like, and it's so evident when you see Kelsey shedding tackles left and right, it's just like, they, they can't wrap up. They're too tired. Um, and so, yeah, th- this offense, uh, just not being able to keep the pressure on really lets, let some of these defenses back into the game. And, you know, it's, uh, it hasn't really worked out for them this year a whole lot. Dude, if if Mike Williams doesn't re-injure that ankle last night, Jesus, dude, talk about a talk about a game changer right there. Is you know, talk about that dude just opens up the playbook so much. Just deep shots. I'm taking him and 50-50 balls any day. You know, we get into that situation with 35 seconds left down, three points. Just need to get into field goal range. To if we would have went into overtime, I would have turned the fucking game off because I just can't. My mental health can't take that shit. But like having a having a big big time guy like Mike Williams in that kind of situation would have just helped so much. But I mean, dude, the Keenan Allen being back, holy shit. Does that make me excited for these next few games to come? Should he stay healthy? Which I would guess that he, I hope they got, he will, but yeah, man, I don't know. Situational offense is just bad. Like I didn't even mind, like run game wasn't even bad. I think Austin Eckler, I think you, you pulled up the stats. I think he had 16 for 85 in the touchdown. 19 for 83, so 4.4 carry. So pretty solid. But, um, I mean, we were able to – offensively, we were able to move the ball when we wanted to. And then, I don't know, man. I One one play call that I keep going back to, I don't know how you feel about it, was the the fourth and inches. When the fuck does Brandon Staley not go for – I don't care what yard line it is. When the fuck does Brandon Staley not go for a fourth and inches anywhere on the field? I could understand if it was at like the 10, but I mean, it was at like the 40, 35, maybe like that's an easy QB sneak opportunity. That should be an easy first down for 90% of teams. And then we, we it was basically just kind of given up on our offense in that sense. Like that, that was one play call. Yeah. That, Cause then they got, they went right down the field and scored a touchdown right after that. That was one play call, especially when you have Keenan Allen back, like four, third and short should be, I mean, I would hope to God that they would run a QB sneak on fourth and inches, but even if so, you have Keenan Allen in your back pocket, like short yardage king right there. Like, I don't know. They, they just, they like we said, they got comfortable. They put, they started calling the game scared, and it was inevitably that's all she wrote. Yeah, they took their, their foot off the gas, and it's, it, look, it's just, kind of how they played this year and, and really throughout the, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say throughout Staley's first entire two years, but that's kind of been the theme this year. So 
yeah, man, hopefully they can get that figured out. Um, but yeah, the, the fourth and inches thing, gosh, it, it, it's frustrating, especially because you see them run a sneak on like fourth and one or like third and one at times throughout the game. And this is where I think creativity hurts them is because they, I don't, I honestly just don't think they have enough short yardage, high pressure plays. And if they do, they're, they're obviously not good enough because look, I know it wasn't, it wasn't fourth and inches, but it was the second to go and goal the pitch. Can we stop doing that shit? Like, I wish someone could put together like a compilation of every like toss or pitch out of the backfield uh, just from this season, because I would be, I would honestly be surprised if any of those have gone for more than three or four yards. Yeah. At most. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you're just, you're getting nothing out of it. Um, It makes no sense when you need an, you know, a yard or whatever it was. It was like second and goal from like the one or two, mm-hmm. but why get fancy hitching the ball backwards two yards like is to get a yard or two just from the start it does not seem like the smartest thing to do. But that's our offense. Our our play calling just seems so predictable. Like there's moments like during yeah. the game last night I was watching it with one of my buddies who's a Chiefs fan, Chiefs fan, and which made the loss even worse. But I was watching it with him and I was like, hey, watch this run right up the middle on like second and like eight and sure as shit run right up the middle for I don't know three yards still puts you in a third and medium like it's just like you could tell like when they're lining up in formation what's gonna go where and it's it's just the pit yeah the pitch plays if you're gonna be fancy don't do it in situations that put you in uncomfortable situations don't run a pitch play on right. on the goal line run it I don't know if you're going to run a pitch, which hope to God they just don't do anymore. Do it on first and 10 where, you know, you can, I don't want to say waste a play, but I mean, you can get a little bit fancy. Don't do it in situations where you really, really need points. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like rambling, but it's just cause I'm just so frustrated right now. And I think I speak for the whole fan base when I say that I'm just insanely frustrated and you know, that definitely wasn't a, I mean, I want to say it was a must win, but you know, it's. I feel like must wins should come against teams in which maybe you're either favored by or like the spreads like maybe three or so, like against teams that you know it's going to be a fifty-fifty matchup. And like the Chiefs are just, they are just better. Like we can just say that. Like Andy Reid is our dad. Yeah, they are. Andy Reid is our dad. We are to the Chiefs yeah. as the Bears are to the Packers. Like. But, yeah, no, and this is what I what I had talked about before the season started when you know it was AFC West was all the hype and everyone was talking about that division and you know losing Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs aren't going to be the Chiefs. I'm like, dude, shut up. They're still going to be the Chiefs. Like I promise you losing one wide receiver um with all the resources that they have doesn't even put a dent, especially when they go out and reload and get guys like MBS, Juju, making moves in the season for Kadarius fucking Tony. Like they're look, the chiefs are just a really well-run organization See that all the way around. That's where I was wrong. When, all the way around. When they lost Tyreek, I thought it would be 
detrimental towards their success. I thought that that was going to be a huge yeah, loss for them. And dude, their offense look, might I think be that's better where... now without Tyreek. I think. Yeah, I think, dude. Well, it just opens up more. I mean, I think when you have a player like that caliber, I mean, there's he obviously gains a lot of attention from other defenses, but look, it's going to make Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback because you know he's kind of freed himself up to to look around and be a more complete guy and and and. Um, move the ball around more, but look, man, the Chiefs are just a really well-run organization. Like their front office is is excellent, their staff is excellent, everyone behind the scenes there. Um, it's just the owners. I mean, everything from from top to bottom, and and that's when I think that doesn't get talked about enough in this league. I mean, everyone expects if you can just put a good roster together, you can be really good, and that can happen, but I mean, we're kind of seeing it in, in live time this season. Like it doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. You know, I think, uh, you know, the chargers front office, if I had to give it an assessment currently, I'd probably give it like a B minus. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe a solid B just and 80% of that is, is based off of the off season. Like, you know, it, it's just frustrating because you see a, t- a team like the Chiefs who every year they reload and they don't always sit on their draft picks, but man, they got the quarterback, they got the coach. That's what matters. And I think that's why, and it's right, rightfully so, that Brandon Staley is getting more and more pressure. I think his seat is getting a little warmer every week. Um, I texted my brother last night who was watching the game and he was just kind of like what we're doing, venting, uh, you know, our frustrations. And, you know, I was like, so Staley, like, I, I know most people want him gone, but how do you feel about him? He's like, oh, yeah, I want him gone. Um, so I, I really think Staley is, is coaching for his job pretty much here on out. Every week, I mean, every L that he takes from here on out, it, it's going to be harder and harder to defend him uh, come off season time. Yeah, I I definitely have some much stronger thoughts about Staley after last night than maybe I did in the previous weeks. You just like we brought him in. We knew offense wasn't going to be a problem on this team. Didn't think offense was going to be a problem on this team. So we bring in a defensive minded coach. Um, obviously a questionable decision considering the development of Justin Herbert. But we bring in this defensive minded coach, and where's it gotten us? I think we were like twenty seventh in defense in the whole league last year. We're yeah. bottom we're in the bottom this year like when when is it when is his scheme gonna show up do we I think we have the right players for it maybe we just don't have the right healthy players for it right now I don't, I don't know but it's it's hard not to question the tenure of Brandon Staley on this team right now because I mean when you're when you get in positions where even your offense is in a position to win a game and your defense just pisses it away like you have to question it <laughs> The defense I gave up, uh, I had it pulled up here, 400 and, what was it, 80-some yards. I can't, I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, but it was not good. <laughs> it was not, oh, here we go, team stats. Um, where's that, where's that, where's that, where's that, where's that? 485. Not good. 45 what 485 oh 45 yards yeah 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 485 yards to 365 yards 
and the Chiefs chiefed and the Chargers chargered and I don't I just don't know what else to say about I mean I guess if this is our transition over to the defensive side of the ball I mean they shit man they were in a position to get it done and didn't that's really like, I think all you can say and dude the fact that man I saw the PFF stats before the touchdown to Kel- the last touchdown to Kelsey when Derwin James was on him, he had one catch for four yards. Like, and then he had his worst rep of the season when it mattered most and gave up, obviously, what ended up being the game-winning touchdown there for Kansas City. And I, and I think in the back of all of our heads when they got the ball back after we scored, uh, we all kind of knew what was going to happen but didn't really want to admit it just because I think we're still bought into, you know, this is Brandon Staley. We're talking about defensive mastermind. You know, this is full culture change going on. And then sure enough, it didn't, it didn't happen. So, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm just going to kind of go with your lead here. Cause I could just ramble on and on defensively, offensively, but offense got it done when it mattered. Didn't look pretty for a lot of the second half. Got it done when it mattered. Defense did not. So, yeah. Yeah. And, I do want to talk about a couple performances on offense because I think there were a couple of bright spots. Um, so first one that comes to mind um, off the top of my head, Justin Herbert, man. Herbie had a, had a pretty good game last night. Um, obviously the – man, I don't know what it is, but he just has the worst luck with these batted interceptions. Like it, it's it's unreal how many interceptions that just get batted up and – you know, it's a circus play, but uh, 23 for 30, two, 280, and two touchdowns falling short of my bull prediction of 350 and three touchdowns. So had the potential to do it, um, you know, but so I think that was a, another positive note from Justin Herbert looking more and more comfortable each week, um, which is huge because down the stretch, you want the best Justin Herbert and uh, I think we're getting closer to that. So that was noteworthy for me. Um, and then the other two big ones, man, Josh Palmer really starting to find a stride. Eight catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, oh, my gosh. Get out of here. ESPN sucks. Um, two touchdowns and a long of 50, the 50-yard touchdown from – from Justin Herbert. So man, this is the Josh Palmer that uh, we were asking for over the last couple weeks. You know, I think he's starting to get more and more comfortable in that role. Um, obviously he's become a, a favorite target for Herbert with all these guys missing some time, but um, have a day, Josh Palmer. And obviously you got to give your flowers out to Keenan Allen uh, back was supposed to be on a snap count. Sounded like once Mike went down with that ankle again, uh, snap count went out the window, made probably the most clutch play of the season. Well, at the time being, was the most clutch play of the season on that third and 18, got 46 on that absolute dime by Herbert. Hell of a play by Keenan. Um, dude, it was awesome having him back, man. Just, I mean, even just like little things, like just some of those little sit routes, recognizing zone coverage on, you know, second and like seven or whatever, picking up eight yards, just things like that we just don't have with other weapons on this yeah. team, just Keenan's just awareness on the field is second to none. 
Um, obviously, that, fu- that fumble killed, but defense was able to get the ball right back. So at the end of the day, it didn't really hurt too bad. Uh, would have loved to have gotten yeah. points on that drive. Looked like we were going to get some points on that drive, and that obviously would have been huge for the game. But, yeah, man, uh, Josh Palmer's show is here. Um, you know, we, we were telling people to buy in during the season. We had people go down. I was starting to get skeptical, and then it seems like the last few weeks he's really started to pick it up. So um, if Mike there were to miss some more extended time, I'm I'm decently comfortable with this receiving core now that Keenan's back. Um, obviously – would love to have Mike Will back out there, but Josh Palmer, Keenan put on a show last night for sure. They did, man. It was so good to see Keenan Allen back and just, you know, the attention that he he brings to opposing defenses and what that opens up for, for Herbert. So, yeah, that was really refreshing to see. And, um, yeah, th- those are those are my uh, offensive performances that I wanted to – talk about so now let's go ahead and switch sides go to the defensive side here um i don't i don't even know where to start man um isaiah pacheco averaged seven yards a carry we can start there what the fuck yeah yeah um which dude he is a solid little player like i don't think he he played much in this in the the early game this year that we went to um but, but dude yeah he's speedy He's uh he's hard to get down and he's just a, a smart player and yeah it's an, it's a nice weapon that they have but yeah man giving up about six yards of carry to this running game is just pathetic. You can it's pathetic. You like, can let's really, call it what it is. You can really see how the losses of Otito and Christian Covington really came into play last night when you're sure. only but like, interior when your interior he, when your interior player is. Joe Gaziano, it's it's very apparent out there yeah. on the field. Like that, no, that Chiefs, like that Chiefs offensive line. All year. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. I mean, it's not like Otito and Covington are. Like we best were still letting the world. we were still letting uh, you know giving up home run plays to the house when when Joey and Austin Johnson, all those guys were in there. So it's not like it it's solely based. I mean, yeah, a lot of it has to do with injuries, but I'm not going to let him get off the hook that easy. God. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. Um, but I mean, you could just see the the push on that offensive line was just apparent, uh, especially through the first few drives of the game. Like they were just they were really able to move our our front seven and really open up holes for Pacheco. And yeah, they, I mean, they were able to keep Mahomes pretty clean for most of the night. We had that one that one Derwin James sack was so badass. I mean, he just I'm pretty sure he just yeah. threw I don't remember if it was McKinnon or Pacheco just to the ground and then just got after Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. But shit, man. it's yeah, for sure. But again, like, no I, not, another thing that's really killing this defense is getting off the field on third downs. That was atrocious last night yeah um, that was one of the key third and seven third and eight third and 17 didn't matter um that, was just that i think is the most frustrating thing about this defense too it's it's not as inconsistent as the offense but all it takes is one play and all and your two or three downs prior of work are just like it doesn't matter the chains are moved like first down here we go you know like it doesn't matter what you do on first or second down if third down, you're just gonna have busted fucking coverage and let them pretty much take anything they want. Like, 
watching that third and seventeen, I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's that's game. Like that's this defense is not going to be able to stop this this offense, especially when it it needs it most. They did have a few splash plays, but not enough. When you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you need you have to have your A game. Like he's probably the one of maybe two or three other quarterbacks in the entire league that you just have no chance of beating them if you're not on your A game. Other quarterbacks, you can have a B or C game and still get away with a lot and, and probably get to scrap out a victory, but not against not against fifteen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was I'm happy you brought up that third and seventeen. You know, sitting there watching the game, I was like, here we go. Like we're gonna get off the field here. Um, and then I don't. Oh, shit. I remember the play, but basically it was – was it Watson? I think it was yeah. Watson. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Watson just basically ran a little in route, and I don't know. Asante Samuel just literally just gave him way too much room. Like, I understand playing defense at the sticks, but he you can't just play defense at the sticks and expect them not to get yak after the catch. So, but once yeah. once they converted that third and seventeen, I I had a feeling I was like we're we're in we're in trouble. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't that pretty. Um, and look, I I'm probably gonna go back to injuries a few times here, but it's just not an excuse for me at this point. Like, it hasn't been, and it 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 they they still have talent out there. It's not like they're completely depleted. Um, you know, no Derwin James, no Khalil Mack. No, like they got players out there. You know, they have to, they have to have guys step up. But, um, yeah, man, the running game effort is just. I think that's the most depressing thing when you look at this defense. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's not good, and it's a, a recipe for failure. Yeah, I know. It's just I don't know. Travis Kelsey just. Dude, Travis Kelsey's just him. Like, I hate to say that, but he's just so good. I mean. He, he kills us. He is to us what Mike Williams is to the Chiefs. Yeah. And I feel like – I was thinking about this last night. I was asking my friend who's a Chiefs fan. Has Travis Kelsey ever been hurt? Like, or has he just played every single game of his NFL career? Because I swear to God, he – I I can never remember a time, not just the Chargers, but just watching a Chiefs game in general where Travis Kelsey's not out there. He – he literally question. like, like why do we why do we have to have Mike Williams go down with an ankle? Not saying that I wish that on Travis Kelsey or anybody, but like why? Yeah, is it our star players that are getting hurt? Why why can't other teams have that kind of bad injury luck? But yeah, dude, Travis Kelsey just yeah. he just has our number. He has every team's number, honestly. And him and Mahomes' connection is just was just just proved too powerful for us last night. Yeah, man, I, sucks that Derwin didn't have his best game, and it was evident, but. Um. Yeah, I, I think you put it, you summed it up pretty good a little bit ago when you said, "Look, they're just better than us. <laughs> like they're just a better team. They do everything better than us, or a little bit better than us at least." Um, and look again, silver lining. We don't have to play this team again until next year. So there's that. Uh, unless you know, I would, I would definitely, uh, you know be excited about a potential playoff matchup. That's definitely not a matchup I would shy away from. Um, so bring it on. If we if we do somehow end up meeting them in the postseason, uh, cool. But for now, we don't have to think about it. And um, you know, we can kind of focus on the next couple weeks and just see where we're at. I do know for a fact that 
Chiefs fans don't like us. Like Chiefs fans are somewhat scared of the Los Angeles Chargers only because you know they 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 can go out and blow out a and, really good team. Yeah, they they so. cannot they cannot blow the Chargers out. Like rightfully so. We're the only team that's consistently giving them trouble. I think since Herbert has come into the league, it's every game has been decided by 3 points or less. And so, and they, and both teams know that, like they know they're going to get a dog fight. Um, and they know it's going to come down to the wire. I, it's funny. I know you weren't able to hop on the, uh, Arrowhead chiefs podcast with me the other day, uh, when we previewed the game and I asked them that question, actually, I was like, what, just curious, what teams or team, uh, in the AFC give you guys the most panic trouble, uh, which teams do you worry the most about seeing, potentially later on and they both said us and obviously the bills too because the bills i would say outside of us the bills are the only other team that's really kind of figured them out and played them really consistent and 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 beat them uh but he said yeah he's like you guys and the bills he goes and he goes maybe the Bengals." he goes obviously you know they they got hot last year and they beat us in arrowhead but uh he goes really man it's it's just you two so yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah, so I don't know. I think after after that game last night, we got to kind of look at our schedule going forward. You know, we got basically win every game we're supposed to win. We're sitting at ten and seven, and ten and seven should be enough. I would think. I don't know. Nine and eight made it in last year, so. But like you said, AFC is definitely yeah, more stacked than it is. Yeah, we're gonna need, we're gonna start like scoreboard watching is real right now. I mean, we're gonna need teams like the Jets to start losing a few games here and there. Teams like the uh, the Patriots, Jets, Patriots, and Bengals. Teams like we are not fans of. Yeah, Bengals, right? So we're in the thick of it, but man, we're definitely not towards the top. Um, and uh, it's gonna take some climbing to get there, but. Look, I think overall this team has the talent on the roster to do it, um, and I think that's why so much focus and pressure has shifted over to the coaching staff. You know, it's kind of fans sitting around, like, looking at the coaching staff, like, really? We gave you guys all these weapons, and this is the product that we get <laughs> on Sundays? Like, um, So they, they definitely have the talent, and, yeah, I, I still think that, this is a playoff team, but it is they need to figure out what their their identity is going to be for the rest of the season because I think it's kind of lost at the moment. I think they're starting to get some guys healthier, but it's still not enough. You know, who knows? Now we could be without Mike Williams for maybe another week, um, which would just be another week without him. Like, so hopefully that's not the case. But yeah, man, I look. I'm frustrated and I'm not, I'm not the fan that's just trying to put positive spins on it to be that positive guy. Cause you know me, I'm, I'm a realist, but I still feel like I still have hope. It's not, it's not blind hope. I think it's a, uh, it's honest hope, but look, it's, it's definitely starting to, to slip away pretty quick, especially, you know, after these last two weeks. Yeah. I, Last week we said that that Niners loss was the last loss that we can be comfortable with, and I went. I'm not 
definitely not comfortable after last night's loss. Um, but now, now is really, you know, we lost to a really good team last night. So you can, you can just kind of be like, you know what? They just, they beat us. And that is what it is. It's, yeah, not like and- we, it's not like we lost to a bad team, but really now any, any loss, especially to a team that's not the Dolphins or the Titans who are the two best teams still on our schedule, any loss to any teams mm-hmm. that we should be really could put the dagger in the season and maybe put the dagger in yeah. Brandon Staley's tenure as the Los Angeles Chargers coach. Good. Yeah. And I, another thing too, that I just thought of like it, it matters for like with this, with this defense, I mean, it, it matters like who they have out there, but they got to rise to the occasion. Like if they can play every team, from here on out, like they played the Chiefs last night, they they'll be they'll be fine. They'll they'll be okay. That's another thing that really frustrates me about this or organization is they we always play to the level of our opponent, and that's why we're like we're constantly in all these close games. It's because we play a, a five and eleven team. We play five and eleven football. You know, we play a, a eight and two team. We play eight and two football. Uh, doesn't mean we always win those those tough games, but um, it just, I know they can do it because they do it every time against the chiefs. So it's like, you guys have to show up every game. You can't have another one of these fucking Jacksonville games or, you know, this fucking Seahawk bullshit. Like those are the games I, you, you gotta be more upset about than last night. Yeah. You know, last night you, you said it, you lost to a good team. They're Super Bowl champs. He's already unanimous hall of fame. Right, Patrick Mahomes. Um, same with Andy Reid. Like it's a juggernaut, and they just have to rise to the occasion against these okay teams and not play okay football. Like play Chargers football, no matter who is on the the, the opposing sideline. So that's also what I what I took away from last night. Yeah, it's it's who says that this team can't go seven and zero the rest of the season, like. Literally, if they get hot at the right time, if we get on a bit of a roll these next two weeks, Cardinals, Raiders, if we can get on a roll through those games, get some morale up within the organization, who who says we can't do it? I mean, there's this has been a very weird year for the NFL, um, especially, you know, we got now we're getting Keenan back. We're going to get Joey back here in a few weeks. We're slowly and surely getting some people back here who who says we can't do it. Um you know, I, I again, like I, I try, I'm trying to be positive too. Um, that's that's why I'm kind of happy we waited till today to record instead of last night. Because if this was last night, I would have went on a tangent about sell the whole team, sell the stadium, fire everyone, move to, Sir, uh, fucking Alaska and, uh, start fresh. But you know, there's <laughs> there's positives to take out of every win. There's positives to take out of every loss, except for probably Jacksonville or Seattle. Those probably didn't have any positives to take out of, but there were definitely positives to take out no. of last night. And we just gotta we gotta get back after it this week and focus on Arizona now, I guess. Yeah, and that's I think something important to mention already is the status of Kyler Murray. You know, as the Cardinals play as we speak right now, um, Colt McCoy is starting. So Kyler dealing with that hamstring injury could could 
have huge implications for this next week. So that's something to to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely we'll be monitoring uh, that in the next week. And then we'll go from there. So Well, all right, man. Um let's go ahead and get out of here. I don't have anything else to, to add to it unless you do, but um that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, hops with pop starts at eight thirty. So I'm gonna hop on there, see what see what he's saying. And yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. You heard Colin and Miles cover the Chiefs' loss and kind of just the state of the union for for the team at the moment. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast. And bolt up.